so let's get the ball uh, ball rolling. So the uh, I guess before I start getting into uh, the Canva and 2,4D, uh, let me give you a little um, little history. And this first uh, talk, this first uh, 15 minutes or so, it's going to be kind of an overview of comparing uh, the two or the three products. And uh, uh, basically, and then the second one is going to get more into nuts and bolts of our research with, uh, with 2,4D. So speaking of history, around 2000, we started seeing uh, Roundup Ready Soybeans. So we've been using Roundup for 20 years. And then uh, first 10 years, everything worked fine. Uh, it was kind of the best thing ever. And then in the last 10 years, we started to see problems, especially in the last, uh, last five years uh, uh, with, the, uh, with the multiple wheat species developing resistance to glyphosate. So then the Kamba uh, beans came on board in 2017, uh, which is the, uh, uh, the trait that's tolerant to glyphosate and the Kamba. And then uh, I think now almost about 70 or so percent of beans are uh, the Canva tolerance. At least that's based on some of the statistics that I was able to, uh, to find. Uh, this year, um, this extend trait is continuing uh, by addition of another trait, which is the uh, glufosinate tolerance. So what we're gonna see uh, this year, it would be um, like a triple stack uh, glyphosate, the Canva and glufosinate tolerant. And then uh, a couple of years ago, um, Enlist uh, came on board, uh, which is a glyphosate, glufosinate, and 2,4-D tolerance. And then uh, we have about maybe uh, 15 or so percent uh, this year. We may have more, uh, more uh, percent uh, of, uh, of acres uh, planted with Enlist, uh, Enlist beans. So anyway, since we've been using, uh, since we've been using glyphosate, uh, for uh, 20 years uh, for uh, post-emerge wheat control in soybeans. We've been using it much longer in other scenarios, but uh, uh, there's still quite a few people out there who think that uh, the, can uh, the glyphosate or the, the Canva is more or less the uh, same like glyphosate. We should use it the same way, but actually a lot of people are getting much better with that. Uh, we've been talking about this in a bunch of our different meetings or so and telling people that uh, the Canva is not glyphosate and you have to uh, pay attention to what you do with it and how you use it and all that. So uh, that's what I'm going to have the next couple of slides. I'll give you a brief uh, overview of some of their characteristics and how they compare. Some of this might be boring to some of you guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, will be a good uh, good review and reminder of some of these characteristics and uh, stuff that we need to watch for. So, as far as the products that are available nowadays, uh, will be Extendamax, Tavium, and Ingenia, which are the Bayer, uh, uh, Syngenta, Tavium, and Ingenia is a BSF product. And uh, those are the only three uh, that EPA um, uh, uh, granted renewal for the next five years. And I actually have a very the last slide that I'm going to talk about that EPA ruling. Uh, so anyway, and then um, uh, as far as Roundup, I don't know what I can I say there. There's a lot of brand names. There is a lot of generics out there. And as far as 2,4-D, we have an Enlist one and Enlist Duo. So um, in terms of uh, mode of actions, they do work quite differently. Um, uh, the Canva and 2,4-D have a similar mode of action, which is the hormonal. The hormones are very strong 
compounds uh, that boost the growth. And when they are systemic, they get inside the plant tissue, they boost the growth of the young, young cells. And then those cells are actually the ones that uh, because of the hormone, uh, uh, they start to develop rapidly and uh, the older cells couldn't keep up with the younger cells. And that's why we end up with some of the curling and twisting uh, kind of an internal issue uh, uh, within the plant. This is kind of a trying to uh, boil down to uh, a common level so, uh, so everybody can relate uh, to this anyway. Uh, on the other side, glyphosate uh, inhibits uh, amino acids production. And amino acids are an important part of the food chain. So the, uh, uh, the plants will starve and uh, usually uh, the youngest tissue of the plant is the one that needs uh, most food. And that tissue is usually on the top of the plant of the weed or the top of the branches. And when those uh, parts of the plants get starved, uh, which means no, uh, no uh, uh, nutrients coming into it, you start seeing some yellowing and that's a typical symptom of uh, glyphosate uh, activity, uh, the yellowing of the top of the, of the, or the youngest issues of the plant. As far as the uh, selectivity, uh, the Kanban 2,4-D are broadleaf killers. They're pretty safe on a lot of grassy species. They've been around for 40 plus years. They've been used in many grassy type crops. And um, so anyway, as opposed to glyphosate, uh, which is actually a, uh, a uh, darn good uh, grass killer, uh, but it also control at all of broadleaf uh, broadleaf species. In terms of uh, visible injury after application of each one of these three products, uh, uh, we'll probably see the quickest symptoms from the Camba, which sometimes can show within the six to eight hours, but definitely after about two or three days, you start seeing some cupping uh, cupping on the leaves. Uh, as opposed to uh, glyphosate, depending on the temperature with glyphosate, if it's a uh, uh, cold temperature, uh, it may take much longer. And if it's really warm, if you apply glyphosate in June or so, uh, you'll see symptoms within uh, four to five days for sure. And then 2,4-D, it's, uh, uh, it's a little bit longer, uh, a little bit longer. It may take about a week or so to start some injuries from, uh, uh, from 2,4-D. In terms of the effects of the low temperature and the activity of these three products, uh, glyphosate is the one that's the most sensitive. Uh, we all know, especially with some of my experiences from Northeast Nebraska, uh, where I spent almost 20 years of my career, um, you know, we've seen a lot of application of glyphosate in early spring. And if we get some uh, cold front coming through, uh, that glyphosate is not going to work well. So you have to watch uh, uh, for that. And I think a lot of us learned that over the years, as opposed to the Cambine 2,4-D, they're not as sensitive uh, to a low temps. Uh, in terms of volatility, I guess uh, between the three, the Kiampa is definitely uh, the one that's the most volatile. Um, 2,4-D is, but not nearly as much. And then uh, very little from, uh, from glyphosate. And this actually leads us into off-target movement with a higher volatility. Obviously you have the most uh, chance to uh, move off-target uh, with the Kiampa um, and uh, some with 2,4-D, but uh, not as much with, with glyphosate. And then um, another uh, critical uh, component here is the use of ammonium sulfate. Uh, we are kind of addicted to use ammonium sulfate and I'm not saying this in a negative way, 
Uh, we uh, we got to use this because of the hard water to condition the water that we have across the state or across the Midwest, I should say. And so therefore we're used to use ammonium sulfate in glyphosate. Uh, however, that's a, a no-no for uh, the CAMBA. We should not use ammonium sulfate with the CAMBA because it will make the, uh, the CAMBA acid even more acidic and that makes it prone to uh, volatility. So keep that in mind. And I'm sure that a lot of people learned that by now. Um, uh, as far as 2,4-D, it's okay to use. Uh, Rainfast uh, Roundup is of our glyphosate is about an hour. Uh, the CAMBA is a few hours. And then uh, for 2,4-D, uh, it could be anywhere from uh, one hour to as much as 20, 24 hours. So, okay, one more slide. Um, uh, with these um, uh, general uh, characteristics, uh, uh, sensitive crops uh, with acamba, definitely unknown DT soybeans and a lot of broadleaf crops out there, including a lot of horticulture or horticulture crops. And the same applies for uh, 2,4-D. As far as glyphosate, um, you know, uh, if that drifts over to a bunch of crops, yes, uh, it can hurt them. And we learned those things, we've seen those things over the years. Uh, weed resistance. Uh, I guess uh, uh, one of the driving forces behind introduction of the CAMBA and 2,4-D crops is the weed resistance. And originally when we started using Roundup Ready crops, um, there were only three species resistance to glyphosate. And uh, I was one of the guys right from the start saying that we're going to see problems if we use, keep using this glyphosate. So I don't feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but the uh, Right now, uh, you know, we are somewhere in about 16 species that develop resistance to uh, uh, glyphosate. Um, and uh, over the years, as far as the CAMBA and 2,4-D, we already have uh, a bunch of weed species that are resistant to those uh, two uh, products. And uh, there's about seven in, in to the CAMBA and five to water hemp. And some of the ones that are close to um, our geography are Akosia, which is over in Western. Uh, Western Nebraska and some of the Western parts of uh, South Dakota and Kansas, and then also Eastern parts of Colorado, Wyoming, uh, Montana or so. Anyway, uh, weed height. Okay, this is the one where I actually increased the font size. I was not uh, uh, a mistake here or, uh, or typo. I did that on purpose because this is where we are still on a, on a steep uh, learning curve. Uh, we used to spray glyphosate on all kinds of sides of weeds and the glyphosate has done a hell of a good job out there regardless of the size of the weed as long as it's not glyphosate resistant. So um, in the first uh, couple of years, there was, a, a, like I said, a steep learning curve. People wanted to use the CAMBA on different heights of, of weeds. And then very quickly they realized that, oh, wait a minute, this is the CAMBA is not gonna kill the weeds that they're, uh, uh, you know, a foot or two or so in height. And I'll talk about it a little bit more uh, in, the, in the following few slides. And then, uh, and the same applies for 2,4-D. Uh, in terms of rate, uh, it's important to stick with the label. And then if you increase the rate, you may run into problems with the off-target movements. Uh, and, and, and then that applies for all, all three products. Anyway, sprayer calibration is important no matter what. 
but it's really, really critical with the, uh, the Canva and the 24D. And uh, that brings us into uh, a training which is required by law and uh, which is not uh, for the Canva, but not for glyphosate and, uh, and not for 24D yet, as far as I know, unless there have been some recent changes that I wasn't aware of. And uh, absolutely, you have to understand the label uh, for the Canva. You got to read it from first to the last page and make sure you know what the heck they're talking about. And if you're not sure, please call any, any of the people uh, that work with this uh, from your uh, local dealer co-op industry uh, and including us from university. We'll be more than happy to help you there. And then uh, um, and the nozzle selection, that's also outlined in the label. So that's very, very important. Let me walk you through, uh, uh, speaking of that, uh, the weed, uh, weed size or weed height. So let me uh, walk you through uh, uh, some of the um, efficacy uh, ratings that we gave in the uh, Nebraska Weed Guide. So if you look at the fall burndown treatments, and there's a bunch of weed species that you already seen by now. And you can see the numbers that we gave. And as you can see, the all three products are actually pretty good in controlling most of these species. Uh, these are all our winter annuals that germinate in the fall, especially if we have a wet fall, wet warm fall, they will all come up. And uh, anyway, so they, uh, they do a pretty decent job on all these three, uh, all these three products are doing a decent job on all these weed species that we listed here. And uh, the reason for that is that the weeds in the fall are small. So you just see a small little rosette with the two, three, five, six leaves. So most of these products actually are doing a pretty, uh, pretty good job there. Uh, the thing starts uh, separating uh, as we go into spring and then also later in the post applications in the crop. So, um, so that's where we got, we got to see some differences. And by the way, these numbers are all come out of the weed guide. So you can study each one of these weed species if you, if you want, um, you know, with the, uh, just open up the, uh, the weed guide and find these in the, in the appropriate tables. But you can see here that the, uh, the difference is beginning to show. And, um, you know, just for example, if you want to kill Russian thistle, you see glyphosate and 2,4-D are doing a better job than the Canva. If you want to kill Meristale, you know, and in the bracket is a glyphosate resistant Meristale, obviously, um, you know, the glyphosate one, you're not going to get it uh, with glyphosate, but uh, the Canva and 2,4-D will, will control those, but there is always a but in life. You know, the, those uh, Maristales shouldn't be more than three to six inches tall. And if they're taller, we got to see problems there. Uh, uh, usually the Canva is not going to control it well, or nor 2,4-D. Here's some shots for some of my research plots where we um, actually control some of the smaller weeds. Uh, but the, uh, the, the bigger ones, obviously, uh, obviously is to survive. So this is basically a testimony uh, to show that that weed size is extremely important. You look at the post-emerging in crop, um, again, uh, you start seeing separation here between the species. Um, and, then, um, and then again, that Marystale out there, if it's three to six inch tall, um, you're probably going to get about 60% or so control. If it's taller than that, uh, it's not going to control it. Uh, uh, neither one of the, 
of the, the CAMBA or 2,4-D and assuming this is a meristellous glyphosate resistance or uh, so anyway, and then same applies uh, for uh, polymer and water hemp. You got to make sure that those plants are not way too, uh, uh, too tall. So, okay, here is a couple of shots of uh, some taller weeds that we actually sprayed in our research uh, on purpose. And this was with, uh, uh, with the Canva. You can see uh, uh, quite a bit of cupping on uh, this walnut leaf, uh, walnut leaf here. And then uh, some of the uh, uh, twisted stems and meristale. Here's more shots on walnut leaf, uh, a lot of cupped, uh, cupped leaves. Uh, we also even pulled out some of these uh, plants out. And then uh, you could see that they are not, uh, the roots are okay, they're not dying. And then um, this is some taller uh, water hemp uh, uh, where you can see that the camba curled and twisted. You see how it wrapped the leaves around the stem here. Uh, but actually when you look at the base here, there's a new branch coming out uh, with a new, uh, uh, pretty much a new water hemp uh, plant. Uh, coming uh, off the base and that one is gonna continue growing and produce the, uh, the seeds. Uh, also, I'm gonna share with you a couple of field shots. This is the field that I visited a couple of years ago. Uh, this is water hemp in DT soybeans. And this water hemp is not dicamba tolerant uh, or dicamba resistant, I should say. Uh, this was just the water hemp sprayed uh, late when the plants are pretty, uh, pretty tall. And when you zoom, actually, I went in, I picked out some plants, brought them out on the road uh, here, uh, I took some shots, and you can see uh, how the uh, uh, leaves are uh, uh, curled here and twisted, lots of cupping lots of cupping and uh, this plant obviously survived. And uh, the key is here is uh, uh, number one, the plant was too tall and uh, uh, number two, and this is by the way, glyphosate tolerant uh, or glyphosate resistant uh, uh, water hemp. So anyway, so even if the guy had glyphosate, which probably he had glyphosate in a, in a tank mix with the camba, um, you know, it's, it's not going to get the job done, but actually the much bigger problem that I see with the, this type uh, of scenario is where if we keep using these products on uh, uh, tall weeds, then they're going to be surviving. And this is the way the resistance uh, development starts. And by the way, we already have a 2,4-D and a CAMBA. Uh, resistance that would determine just in the, uh, in the state south of us. So, okay, uh, also uh, briefly, a couple more slides and I'm done with the first section. Uh, briefly here, uh, comparing uh, some of the symptoms. Uh, um, I wanted to spend uh, just a little bit of time on this uh, because we've been getting symptoms from people and they were claiming, oh, this is the CAMBA or no, that's 2,4-D. Uh, try to uh, simplify this. Uh, there's two, uh, two symptoms here, the one on the left, and I'm going to introduce some uh, very uh, non-scientific uh, uh, terms here, but very practical terms, I would call it. And uh, this is what I call the bubbling on the leaves. You can see there is no cupping. There is no cupping of the edges of the leaves. Uh, and then, uh, so this is the 2,4-D. This is the 2,4-D uh, symptom, which is again, I'll call it a bubbling leaves, as opposed to cupping. As opposed to cupping, you can see bubbling, for a lack of a better term, again here on these uh, leaves as well. But uh, uh, the uh, 
the giveaway for the symptom is the cupping, is the cupping. So uh, again, bubbled leaves, 2,4-D, uh, cupped leaves, that's the Canva. And then my last slide for this uh, part of presentation is that the EPA approved uh, over the top uh, application of three Dacamba products for uh, this coming year, uh, which are Extend the Max with Vapor Grip Technology and Genia and Atavium. And uh, like I said earlier, make sure to read and understand the label, attend the training sessions. They're um, uh, uh, only uh, for use on DT soybean. And obviously we don't have DT cotton in here, but those are the only two crops as far as I know. And they got, that did, they got this granted for five years. Uh, some of the changes on the label is that there is a mandatory uh, cutoff date, which is June, June 30, at least for our geography. And then also you have to use a volatility reduction agent, agent which is the uh, like a buffering, pH buffering agents in the tank. And then also there are some uh, changes in the uh, uh, buffer, uh, uh, drift uh, buffer area. Uh, which is about 300 uh, and so feet uh, where you have some specialty crops and, uh, and then uh, or uh, 240 uh, uh, feet or even uh, 110 feet if you are using a hooded, hooded sprayer. Uh, uh, more details are on those labels. So that's why I said, uh, uh, make sure to do understand the label. So the take home message out of this 15, 20 minutes that I just went through is make sure to use that ammonium sulfate, uh, not to use ammonium sulfate. Uh, let me repeat here, not to use, do not use ammonium sulfate with the Canva and uh, attend that applicator training. Uh, and then also uh, both the Canva and 2,4-D uh, are effective on a lot of weeds, but only if they're up to about a six inch tall. Uh, bubble leaves means 2,4-D, cup leaves means the Canva, and there is a five-year approval for the uh, three uh, products on uh, DT soybeans.